1: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, March 19th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. And welcome to March Madness, the Buckeyes tip off at three o'clock today, Jonah. Three o'clock Eastern, I should say. High noon, your time. They're in sunny Arizona. And they'll be at Mackey Arena. In West Lafayette, playing Oral Roberts, two-seeded Ohio State, fifteenth-seeded Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts has the highest-scoring player in the country. Just overall, Jay Book, how are you feeling about this Ohio State basketball team going into the tournament today? How far do you have them going?
2: Yeah, the the thing that a lot of people have to realize is with this basketball team, they were going against the arguably the best conference in college basketball, which is the Big Ten, and I truly believe. Uh, those guys for beating up on each other. So to me, I think this, this basketball team, even though they're lacking a lot of height, I truly believe that they will make a run here in this tournament. I think that this this team has the capability to, to be uh, a Sweet 16, Elite 18. Um, if you look at their bracket in in their region, is very favorable for them. So to me, I think Ohio State um, definitely has a, a, a shot here. Arkansas, if Arkansas can squeak past, which is the number three in their region, that could be a tough one. But to me, um, when it's all said and done, I have Ohio State in the Elite Eight going against Baylor.
1: That's where I have them going too. I have them losing to Baylor. Is that? Are you the same? Do you have them losing to Baylor?
2: I got them losing. I got them <laughs> yeah. losing in the, in the Elite Eight. I just think that uh, as they get deeper into the tournament, the lack of height. Uh, on, the, on the front court, that's going to be something that could come back and haunt this, this basketball team. So I, I, I believe that they are good enough to get there uh, to the Elite Eight. I just don't think they have enough forces for Baylor. I will take
1: the Elite Eight and be happy with it. Let's hope we're wrong and they get to the Final Four for the first time in nine years when they knocked off uh, Syracuse to get there nine years ago, the final year of Jared Sullinger, you know, Aaron Kraft was in his second year, second of four years for Aaron Kraft, Deshaun Thomas, and those guys got to the final four. And really, the year before that, the team was better. They were the number one overall seed in the tournament, they were knocked out in the Sweet 16 there in Newark, New Jersey by Kentucky. I remember it well because I was unfortunately there covering it in beautiful Newark, New Jersey. All right. Um, one more thing about basketball. There's a lot of football stuff we want to get into on the show. But one more thing, Jay Book, I'm hearing. Now, they're not going to say anything about this yet, Ohio State. I'm hearing Kyle Young is unlikely to play later today because it was, this was his second concussion that he suffered um, this season. And, you know, some people I talked to say, like, it, it might be a stretch that if, you know, assuming they beat Oral Roberts, that he'll even play on Sunday. And, you know, they'll play the winner of Florida and Virginia Tech if if they win today. And. Man, I was thinking Kyle Young might miss today's game, but I was thinking he'd play on Sunday. Um, hopefully my intel is wrong on that. And, again, my sources are not saying he definitely won't play, but um, hopefully they get Kyle Young back at least by
2: Sunday. I feel you need him. He's a high-energy guy. Uh, I think he'll be just fine against Oral Roberts. They should handle them um, pretty easily. But that Florida game, you're definitely going to need his energy and his ability to be able to hit the outside shot So. Hopefully, uh, you know, he can, he can get back on the court. But most importantly, the concussions are nothing to play around with. So hopefully he has a speedy recovery here. You would love to see him uh, give it his all, especially when the big dance is on the line.
1: Can't wait to see it later today. 3 o'clock Eastern, 12 Pacific, and uh, it'll be on CBS, Ohio State against Oral Roberts. We have a lot of uh, Ohio State football to get into today as well. The Buckeyes kickoff spring football practice. We're going to interview some assistant coaches. We're hoping to get both Kerry Combs and Kevin Wilson after practice today, right around 11.45 a.m., right before uh, a tip-off of the uh, NCAA basketball tournament, Uh, and some players maybe as well. So uh, hopefully Thayer Munford, they were saying, maybe a, a few other guys, so that's going to be fun. We got Ryan Day, J Book, on Wednesday and talked to Coach Day for 39 minutes. It was great. First of all, it, it struck me how relaxed and how calm he was and how happy he was and how excited he was. It just seemed like so much of what happened last year was just lifted off his shoulders. I don't know if you watched the press conference. It just seemed like Coach Day was so much more relaxed and happy than we have seen in a long time. Yeah,
2: and, and he has every right to be relaxed and happy right now. And it's the offseason. The program is coming off a very successful season. He's been to the playoffs his first two years as a coach. He's looking at a team that's very talented, has a uh, first-round wide receiver coming back. Uh, The offensive line could be one of the best that they had in a long time. Obviously, replacing Thayer Mumford and, and Josh Myers will be a task. But if you look at the guys behind them that are coming up, those guys are highly talented, highly regarded. So this is going to be a fun season. I, I truly believe everything that they went through this past season just to get the season started, being able to play, games cancel all of the ridiculous protocols, it was so hard and it was so taxing on those guys, you know, with the vaccination coming up for the state, you know, majority of the population at the end of the month. That's going to be something that will help them navigate through the other the landmines that they experienced this past year. So, so Ryan Day's going into spring ball with a very talented football team. He has three outstanding quarterbacks. Coaching at Ohio State is a is one of the premier jobs in, in the country. He has no reason to be stressed out right now. Life is good.
1: It sure is, and he even talked about you know how exciting it's going to be to have fans in the stands, you know, assuming we do. And I think there's no doubt at this point we'll have fans in the stands. It's just a matter of, will it be halfway full or will it be all the way filled at the horseshoe? Um, Yeah, you mentioned the quarterbacks. I mean, to no surprise, he was asked many questions about the quarterbacks and he's not going to reveal anything right now, but you can tell he's he's excited about all three of those young men. When you're talking about C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller and Kyle McCord and – Again, I, I don't think he's going to even say anything at the end of spring. It's going to be fun to watch these guys compete. It's going to be fun to watch the spring game. They are saying they're hoping to even open a practice or two to the media so we can see those guys compete. Um, no surprise there, but it was interesting to hear him talk about the quarterbacks on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, and, and I thought the interesting thing that he said was all of the guys, all three of the guys are going to get uh, equal opportunity to, to get reps, and that's huge because one of the things that they're trying to do during the spring is simulate game reps, which to me, they missed those younger quarterbacks missed out a lot on the game reps, especially with closer games and games being postponed. So I I truly believe it's going to be an open and equal quarterback competition. I think CJ Stroud will be the first one out there. Um, But if you're to believe Ryan day, each guy will have their shot. It's just a matter of, Who's going to be able to step up on the big stage and and really perform at a high level? Who's going to be able to move the offense up and down the football field without turning the football over? So uh, I know a lot of people were sleeping on uh, Kyle McCord thinking, like, there's no way that a true freshman will have a legitimate shot. But if you're to believe Ryan Day, and it's not just coach speak, I think every single quarterback in that room, uh, as far as C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, and Kyle McCord, they all will have an equal opportunity to be the guy who's going to get the keys to the Lamborghini.
1: There were so many interesting aspects of the conversation with Coach Day the other day, and I encourage anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, you know, go on our site, uh, do a Google search for it if it doesn't come right up, and, and it'll, you will find it, uh, Coach Day's interview on Bucknuts. I mean, we talked for 39 minutes, like I said, and but one of the things that I did not expect to come out of this. He was asked about Al Washington coming back and before he got to how much it meant to him that Al Washington came back and and turned down Tennessee, he mentioned Jay book that uh, he was not a fan that that was public, that that became so publicized that Al Washington um, was being courted by Tennessee. And um, I found that interesting because in this day and age, I, I don't know you know, how it wouldn't get out. And I don't think he was ripping on the Ohio state media because all of that started with a national site that put it out there first. And then the Tennessee sites kind of ran with it. And then of course we had to get on board. Um, But I found that interesting. I mean, even when coach day himself was an assistant at Ohio state, it was, you know, highly publicized when he was being courted by the Tennessee Titans, which caused urban Meyer to give him um, a promotion. I mean, in this day and age, when Al Washington is being courted by Tennessee for the defensive coordinator job, of course, it's going to get out. I just found it interesting because coach day is usually so chill that he's said to be blunt that that bothered me that that was so publicized
2: yeah it's interesting um but i don't i'm not sure how ryan day can expect and not to get out like you said it was a national site i don't know if he's saying that that he was upset that maybe al leaked it or somebody from al's camp leaked it Um, but tennessee you know they were kind of you know going hand in hand with you know they were behind the national media when it came to when it came to the story. But like Ryan Day said, he's happy that Al Washington stayed. He can he said he considers Al Washington like a brother. He he believes that Al Washington is poised to be a defensive coordinator and a head coach down the line. That speaks volumes about how the, the staff feels about Al. And obviously he had opportunity to be a defensive coordinator in the SEC. You can say whatever you want about Tennessee but that's still a, a defensive coordinator position in the biggest conference in college football. Um, but I, yeah, Ryan Day being upset about that—it, it to me, Dave, is actually refreshing that the head coach is able to come out and, and tell you how he felt about a situation like that. That he was completely honest to say, yeah, that bothered me, and I appreciate Brian Day at least telling us how he felt about that. I would have never. Thought that that would have been something that really upset him, but I can see it from his perspective to where, you know, he it, the, the, the negotiations during that time was made public because Tennessee made an offer. And then, you know, there were stories out there that Ohio state was in contact with Al, they made a counter offer and then Tennessee came back on top of Ohio state's offer and, and ramped up the money and bonuses And the perks and then the story progressed where Ohio State had to to counter Tennessee's offer. And if you're out, you're in the perfect position because you got two programs bidding for your service. But I can see, you know, when it's all said and done that Ryan Day didn't like that those type of details when it comes to negotiations were out there.
1: Yeah. And to be clear to the listeners out there that haven't seen it, it wasn't like he was pissed off or anything, but he was just asked about, He's like, you know, cause he, like I said, he was in a very good mood. He was like, yeah, to tell you guys to be blunt. I, I just, I wasn't a fan of how all that went down. You know, he wasn't like he was, you know, like raging mad or anything. And I think my gut tells me Jay book, he was upset that Tennessee leaked it somehow that's my Mm -hmm. gut I that's my gut you could be right maybe he was upset that he certainly isn't upset with Al but it could have maybe it could have been somebody from Al's camp because immediately he said he wasn't a fan of how that went down and then he said but I love Al so to your point the, the way he phrased that when he was like but I love Al after he said he wasn't a fan of how it all went down maybe it was Al's agent who knows but let's move on I want to give the listeners an update on what Coach Day said about Cam Brown and Court Williams, a couple of guys the Buckeyes are going to need, especially Cam Brown on this defense this fall. Cam Brown, of course, suffered the torn Achilles um, against Penn State. Court Williams suffered the torn ACL before his college career even began, about a week before the season began in camp, and he was getting ready to, to you know, at least get some playing time at safety. What do you expect out of those guys? Coach Day said that this spring – to no surprise they're not going to be participating in any live drills or anything but he's hoping they'll be able to participate in some you know some positional drills and and some light drills during spring but for the 2020 season itself excuse me the 2021 season itself what do you expect from cam brown and court williams
2: cam brown he's obviously the most important one of the two he was a he was a guy that was sorely missed in the secondary especially when you know, he went down in that Penn State game because you you saw a dramatic drop off in talent and position skills once he got hurt. So the fact that they're actually going to be moving around and getting out there, not as far as like doing uh, drills and 707 things of that nature, but just getting out there and getting the body, uh, you know, retrained and and reprogram that's that's good news for Ohio State so Cam Brown I think he would be ready once the once the fall hits that's an injury that's tough to come back from when you're a defensive back with an Achilles tear you're relying on that on those ligaments there especially when you're in the back pedal and being able to break so hopefully he can get a, his explosion back I know a lot of people say hey look at Master Teague and Tough Woodland. they came back from it within a year but if you notice, those guys weren't – they weren't as fast and explosive that you would want to see coming back from that injury. And with Cam Brown coming coming back from a, that injury as a defensive back, you hope that he's able to get back to where he was at. And then Court Williams, it, you know, you hate to see him miss more time. He's a younger guy with high potential. I do believe that he has the opportunity to get into the rotations. I think he would need to cut his teeth. A special team so hopefully he can get back by the fall as well but it's just a matter of staying focused getting your rehab and listening to the trainer so that you can get back on the field as quickly as possible
1: great stuff as always from jonah booker thank you very much j book go bucks today in the ncaa tournament can't wait to watch that game thanks again to j book and thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in we appreciate that very much have a great day and a great weekend buck nutters let's hear that buckeye swag best damn band in Atlanta.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.